Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Ninth Story Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 23, titled Farewell. And we are recording this episode with our good friend and fellow podcaster, Lane Lloyd. Today is our second to last farewell episode for the Ninth Story podcast. And in case you didn't know, we will be ending this podcast soon and taking some time to create something brand new. Lane Lloyd is the creator of the Sable podcast, which is firmly grounded in the realm of weird fiction. And today, the tables are turned, and Lane will be interviewing us. Welcome, Lane Lloyd, to the Ninth Story Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know a joke's good when you tell it twice and I still laugh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or maybe I'm just not great with humor. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know. You're pretty hilarious. Uh, it's all in that. It's all in that. That just made it better. Yeah. I'm, I'm morose and. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm the uh, I'm the Eeyore of the group. Would you say you're Amamarosa? Oh my god! All right, bye everybody. And that I'm was our show. That... Have a great I'm... day. I'm glad this ship is burning. <laughs> All of of this is now staying on. Okay, here we go. Oh, God. So late. No. (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs) For the moment. But uh, just as a a heads up to our, 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 just as a heads up to our audience, uh, our windows are open. There was some sort of a fumigation issue with uh, bleach. Our neighbor was cleaning their shower and it's just filling our apartment where we record with the smell of bleach. So all of our windows are open, so whatever nature sounds you hear are au naturel. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah and if you have a fucking problem with it, you take it up with Mother Nature. That's right. Yeah. Or, and, da- or and throw whoever's <laughs> driving right now. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, th- hey, if, 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 if you want to get back at her, throw a couple water bottles out in the crowd. No, actually, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Don't she, do that. I felt, I felt get... bad as soon as I said that. <laughs> There will be more earthquakes if you do that, so stop. <laughs> I was I was talking with somebody at work about, like, uh, they were like, man, with all this shit going on, it's, like, very clear that Mother Nature's trying to kill us all. Yeah. And I didn't, I, without a, without missing a beat, I was just like, I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Like, I'm not even going to be mad, you know? No. Like, if... If I die in like an earthquake and I, there is some sort of afterlife, I'll be like, you know what? I'm not even mad at her. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm with her. I would get rid of us. We're pretty annoying. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty bad. Do you see the shit we do to each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awful. And not even the fun stuff. Just like no. the fun stuff. <laughs> Uh, I think I've slowly revealed to your listeners that I'm <laughs> that I'm a kinkster now. Yes. 
You were actually Barney the whole time. I am. <laughs> I'm teaching cantric sex lessons at uh, at an abandoned warehouse down in Maryland. That's Come such on, a everybody. weird stories that you, you had, story that you told us that that the guy that played Barney is now teaching tantric sex classes. Oh, it's tantric. I keep saying cantric for some is reason. Is it tantra? Something... Tantra? Tantric. It is tantric. Yeah, because yeah. I. Re... The only reason I remember that is because uh, the singer Sting is really into it. <laughs> yeah, I want to believe that the wrestler Sting is also into it. Nice. <laughs> when, I, when I hear the word tantric, I just imagine somebody like doing flips inside of a tanning bed. <laughs> hey, that's sexy. I don't know. <laughs> And, and and possibly dangerous. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to try and <laughs> and see if this works, go to your local tanning bed and just flip around in it. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll uh, we'll handle the funeral costs. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. You, you just you we'll just... wait. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're gonna be a husk anyway, so <laughs> it's not much to bury, am I right? Yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm horrible in the morning. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little early right now for uh, us as well because we are definitely night owls and it is a very early 10:30 in the morning. Yeah, God, it sucks oh. being it's it sucks being podcasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to get up so, so, so much, early, <laughs> so much so that we're never gonna do it again. No, oh, not Jesus. true. Take that back. <laughs> All right, uh, I gotta come up with I gotta come up with a way to to get them a show. <laughs> we'll it's okay. Do, we'll, we have plans to build a new one. Yeah, we're we're doing something. I don't know what it's. I mean, I kind of know what I want to do. It's, it's but it, it's not because I did mention a couple episodes back that we were we had plans for a season seven and that it was gonna be something very specific. And now since it's not gonna be the ninth story podcast, it's gonna be something entirely different. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll ask, like, uh, with everybody you've been interviewing, like, have you uh, instilled any of their knowledge into uh, your crafts outside of this? Because you both do things outside mm-hmm. of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Jeanette has definitely done some horror haikuze stuff at, uh, that was kind of inspired by our episodes. And um, definitely with my writing and and us wanting to be writers was hugely influenced by this. I don't think either of us would have thought about getting into writing as a profession, which is something we're both working on right now. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for this podcast. Oh yeah. This podcast gave us the excuse to really focus on something like the the actual art of writing that for me, at least I never give enough attention to because I'm always drawing. So that's, oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm good yeah. at this. Why should I focus on anything else except I really enjoy writing is the problem. (laughs) I really like it. Um, And I like the weird things that come out of my head. So, (laughs) well, oh, you wouldn't know this, actually. So my NaNoWriMo project, um, it is a hot mess, but it is funny so far (laughs) so i want to see it i hit a certain point where i was just like fuck it i just need word counts so i started messing with my characters um i just had like this really bizarre offshoot something came out of a wall like tore him into this underground world there was this weird misadventure and then it just at the end of it they they like it spit out of the side of a cliff again they all sit there and go 
what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then one character says, well, <laughs> like looks up from the screen at me because I'm writing on a laptop and says, it's not our fault. You're bored. Stop punishing us. <laughs> and then I proceeded to just fuck with them. <laughs> so, so I did a, to get back at them, I was like, uh, they're 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 giving me shit, and then one goes, no no no, stop! Don't you feel that? And they're like, what? It's a shroop time warp, and then oh they all gosh. throw up because they're like tossed <laughs> two weeks back. <laughs> so. Well, I remember the uh, the the one bit of advice I really liked from uh, Brent Weeks, who I don't know if you know his work. He did the uh, Night Angel trilogy. Oh, but um, his his he was talking about writing first drafts, which is always my worst enemy. I think it's a lot of writers' first enemy because we we're going at it from like the we need to make this all make sense right now, <clears throat> because we forget that there's going to be someone who's or sometimes it's just us who's going to come back and edit it and like actually make it good. Mm-hmm. But we're in that process of, no, I need to – we're in that mindset of, no, I need to get it right now and it all needs to flow and blah, 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 blah. And he was basically just like, look, there are times where I'm writing the first draft and you know people are just having a conversation. And because I literally don't know what else to do to get to point C, I just have a building blow up on them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I see how they react to it. I, yeah. I think that was the the biggest thing that I got out of um, this season was, well, the more one of the more recent ones was uh, Kylie uh, Getz was on and she just writes at least one poem every single day, and she Jesus. writes amazing things, and it's just determination that has pushed her through three years of this. But I th- I think the just just write like that sentence right there just write. Period. Yeah. As in right yeah. every single day has been something that's come out of pretty much every single conversation we've had. And uh, it's finally sticking. I just need to write if I want to be a writer. Whoa! Yeah, go, go figure. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> I'm still trying to teach myself that because there are, there are days where I'm just like, uh, I can't. And those are actually the days that you should. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're feeling like oh, I can't do this, those are the days where it's like no, you really need to do it. Even if it's bad, you can just go back and fix it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you do write so, you know, prolific. You, know, you write you actually write a prolific amount of stuff constantly with the show with with the the Sable podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then I decided to do a comic because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, there's less words in it, at least. Yeah, that's There's a lot that's, of art though. <laughs> there is. <laughs> it's looking really cool though. Yeah. Oh, why thank you. It's wonderful. And you get to switch it up. You know, you mm-hmm. get to switch from doing um just all the writing to a different craft and focus on that for a little bit. So that's got to be fun. Yeah, and and art more so than writing has always been the thing that helps relieve stress. Not that I don't enjoy writing. It's just I can't really tune out the world when I'm writing. And when I'm drawing, it's just like, okay, I don't have to deal with anything but this. I, I, the hardest podcast ever is like, how do you end something that you've put so much time into? Uh, I don't even, I don't <laughs> even want to think about it. Holy shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, like there was a, there was a moment where I was like, okay, Sable's ending after season six, and then like a week after, I was like, no, I can't. I don't want to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want to deal with how this ends. <laughs> We would not have actually ever gotten into podcasting at all or mm-hmm. learned how to do this if Dan hadn't asked us to take this over. So we mm-hmm. are very appreciative of the of this opportunity of, oh, yeah. of making friends with you and other people that we wouldn't have made friends with, of uh, being open to this whole world of podcasts and and really having these amazing experiences. So we're very grateful for the opportunity we were given. So right now we just have to figure out, okay, what part of the conversation that we've been having has excited us the most. And I do Mm -hmm. think it'll still be about writing in some regard, because that's been the thing that's been the most exciting is, is about writing and about these stories that people just, you know, (laughs) sit down and invent for us. And it's something that's always been a core element of my personality is I'm a bookworm. Like Mm -hmm. I'm an artist, I'm a bookworm and screw you. If you don't think that's cool, I'm going to throw glitter at you and you're going (laughs) to hate it. (laughs) There's my personality. (laughs) So, and, and Alex really is uh, just a true storyteller. And I think one of my favorite things throughout this year has been seeing him except that he is a writer as well Mm -hmm. as a visual storyteller because he's always been in the film. And Mm -hmm. I just, anytime I see him sitting there writing on his iPad or his computer, just like clacking away, I'm like, yes, this is how it should be. This is beautiful. This is the moment. Um, (laughs) That should be a song. I know. (laughs) In a moment like this, with Alex clickety-clacking on his iPad. I'm working on it right now. It's going to be a whole thing. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we just come up with a song and then have that in the outro instead of a poem? Oh, my God. What's happening? Your phone is going oh. off. Professionals. All, all, all of this is going to be in there. My alarm to take out my trash tonight is going to be in this episode. Everything. <laughs> Every All of the garbage is going to be in it. But, yes, let's, let's make a uh, furry trash outro song. Or a goodbye song to the Ninth Story podcast. We should we should make that and be completely off key. And, and wait, then... did I did I did I miss a new genre of music? What the hell's furry trash? <laughs> Magical. I want to. I like. A lot I want to get, get in this. Oh, do they just play Werewolves of London? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm down. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm in. I'm into it. explain furry trash delane please uh well furry trash is just the art of being a furry and then the fact that furries ruin everything so anywhere you show up you've just instantly brought everything to a different level of trash (laughs) that's the joke anyway i'm I'm trying to figure out how to how to word this because i'm (laughs) there's a reason why you guys are the interviewers and i'm not (laughs) Uh, what would you say is like, what do you like learning most from a writer? Like, is it their process? Is it their mindset? Is it their, like, do you have a, do you have like a particular thing mm. that you always want to learn about a writer? Even if it's not, it, yeah. even if it's not particularly like something to do with writing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it really is their mindset. You know, it's kind of like getting into their head in a very personal way and understanding who they are at their core and how that influences their work. 
and you just get that through conversation in, and and when they're talking about their work and how in the little details that they put in there that really are about kind of you you kind of just get a feel for where that inspiration comes from and it's just like when we're talking to you and we talk to you about your podcast and everything you did and how you created it you, we get a very deep sense of lane mm -hmm. and and because there's a big part of you, a big, you know, we had a conversation about the psychological implications of your writing and your show and how that all connects to you. And, you know, you, you feel when you listen to someone's work or you look at someone's work, um, that they've created, uh, you're seeing a piece of them. And then when you have that conversation, um, with them about their work, it starts to kind of come together that you see the full picture of that person, the, the work plus the person plus the creative process equals their being their their essence their you know their that creative core of them that makes them special and you, mm -hmm. you can f feel that whole picture out through a conversation so that's kind of what gets me excited is connecting to other people that are really great at their work but also learning who they are at their core as a person through the conversation and really getting a great big piece of joy out of that. Like when we were talking to Darren Shan and immediately he was just so happy and peppy as if we had known us forever. Like, Hey Alexander, <laughs> Hey Jeanette. And we're like, Hey, multi-million bookseller, Darren Shan, who makes amazing stories, <laughs> you know, like there, <laughs> there was a moment like at, when I, when I listened to the intro, I was like, Holy shit. Do they know, do they know him? And I've just, <laughs> nope. they've just been denying me nope. access to him. Nope. That was the first time we'd ever talked to him, and he's just hey, that amazing. <laughs> hey, good, because I was about to be mad. I was like, come on. Um, I think my favorite thing really is hearing people's process, because I, I, I don't know. I just I love how things are made. Like, that just fascinates mm -hmm. me. I want to know where the inspiration come, came from, how you built it up, how, like, the how of things is what fascinates me. Alex loves the soul. I love the the work. I guess that like that's a pretty good <laughs> example of how we exist. And thus, for... and, and thus, horror made exactly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But like, I love hearing how Libby Hawker just cranks out books because she has the art of plotting out stories down to a science. I love hearing how Kylie gets uh, just comes up with ideas off the off the fly off of one word and she writes a whole new poem every single day i love hearing pippa bailey and how she works through things like everyone has a different process jessica McHugh with her thousands of notebooks she just wanders around to bars with like i love it i love <laughs> hearing how people surround themselves with what they want to be making and and how they make time for it because it's hard and you oh, know yeah. when you have bills to pay and you have stuff to do and like life happens and how do you make sure that the thing that is you is your core how do you make sure you make time for it how do you actually build it that's what i am fascinated with i will always ask someone well but how do you do that tell me more and i'll just sit there for literally half an hour and listen to someone geek on about anything <laughs> about trucks driving by yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever talked to a truck driver about his job before i was always scared of the answer i might get no it's hey. fascinating 
yeah, I would also be terrified. No, it, it's actually really interesting because you have to really mathematically plot out how much gas goes into your car before or into your truck before you go to the next spot. Like you have to map out where you're going, how many hours you can work, how how much you can just sleep in the cab in your car and how much you actually have to take time off. Like it's it's really interesting. It, I love it is interesting. hearing that about anyone around me. I want to know what they're When you about. look at the economic factor of truck driving, it's very depressing. Oh yeah. Because truck drivers used to make like 100k plus a year for truck driving to get all because they are the lifeblood of the economy of America because they are getting the products to the stores. Mm-hmm. So they used to make each make 100k plus because you're not sleeping, you're missing holidays, you're always on the road, you have so much health issues that come with being a truck driver, and oh, they yeah. and so they used to make 100k plus a year for that, and now you're lucky if you make 30k a year mm-hmm. to do that, and so that's why there's like a, such a shortage right now of truck drivers because the actual um, pay went down dramatically, just because of greed, not mm-hmm. because of the fact that. Um, you know, they're carrying less or doing less hours or they're spreading out amongst multiple drivers. It's because they're still doing the exact same thing. They're just mm-hmm. wanting to pay them less because of Walmart or whatever, you know, or free shipping with Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> so sorry Jesus. to get off on a, another tangent there, but that's what I like the best. If I could ask any person I I talk to and they are someone who makes something i want to hear how what the what is their process so how about as just a discussion then um okay now that now that 2018 is now a fresh start for better or for worse (sighs) or the end of the world or the end of the world regardless of how you feel i'm praying i'm praying (laughs) what things do you want to accomplish throughout the year and this is a question i hope all of us will take a moment to answer uh i think you know, last year was a lot about, um, like just getting work done and just mm-hmm. like pushing myself to, to, to be more out there as a creative person. I am trying to climb that hill a bit, a bit further. Like I'm, I'm planning a, a pitch to, to some comic places about stuff. I'm working on some things for Sable that aren't necessarily the podcast. Like I'm, I think I'm at that point now where I can just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to put myself out there. And if it gets, if I get turned away, I get turned away, you know, which is very new to me. Cause I was very much the person that was like, uh, no, I need to make this perfect before I even show anybody. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Who knows? I guess maybe my goal is to to maybe make some some money off of this stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and to try different things, you know, like I I got the podcast off and now I really want to work on the comics side of my life cuz that's that's also been an important part of me that I had neglected for a while cuz if you go to a bad art school, it really drains you of any desire to keep doing art. Mhm. <laughs> It really can. It's just like, okay, if you survive with your ability to even want to art <laughs> intact, yes. you have succeeded. <laughs> uh, 
hey, don't, hey, kids, don't ever let them tell you that a college dropout is a failure. Because I mean, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think I know Alex and I kind of had this conversation with the "This Is Us" episode recently, but now mm-hmm. that things have shifted a little bit. I, uh, I'm a little re- bit, a, a little bit, kind of reevaluating what the goals are for this year. And, and my, uh, I think my biggest motivator is, is financial uh, this year because I really need to take what I am good at that I know I can make money off of and make enough money to live off of, <laughs> off of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's why the YouTube channel has become such an important aspect of it because I see that as a cornerstone and a foundation for the rest of the business that I want to do. So between YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest, I'm learning, I can build a business where I am a freelance illustrator. I don't have to get better in order to get the jobs that I want. I can just do the art that I do and get the jobs that I want. And then, you know, eventually reach for things like being a storyboard artist. And um, Mm -hmm. this year is about educating myself so that I have what I need to actually move it forward and about building an actual business. Um, And, oh, here's here's another update. We are not (laughs) going to Oman. (laughs) until maybe the end of this year so i don't think we're gonna go. i don't think we're gonna go um yeah. and hopefully we'll have our businesses like built up enough where we can't go because we just need to make a youtube video a week so that i can actually pay the bills wouldn't that be amazing i really <laughs> like that idea um so what is, what um, is oman oh so oman is a country um mm-hmm. that i was going to be working in for four months and uh based on my f- uh photoshop skills so oh. they were hiring a team of illustrators to come over and illustrate uh, this huge project for the government of Oman. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'd be stationed in Dubai, stationed in Oman, and we'd be bouncing around for like four or five months and then come back to the States, which really made me reevaluate. Oh, God. OK, I have a month to figure out what's important, what needs to keep going, what needs to drop off. Um, and it was like, okay, if all I can do is one thing a day, what matters? And it really came down to, I need to do art and I need to do this. I need to, this is what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, that got pushed back. So to anyone who listened (laughs) to that previous episode, um, well, well, the idea would have been to put more effort back into the podcast, but now we're going to do yeah, well, a new podcast. <laughs> I was I was just getting into wanting to uh, be a professional aerial photographer with doing with drones, and I was uh, oh shit. So that's what something I was I was thinking of doing, and I, I was going to do definitely doing. I started prepping for that immediately when we got back from um, our trip to Italy this past summer. Mm-hmm. I, I bought myself a little $40 drone just to learn with my friends that just get yourself something cheap. So in case it flies off or crashes or whatever, you're not going to be sad that you lost a bunch of money on something expensive. Just get, the, just get the basics down of how to fly a drone. So I did that for a couple of months. I ended up getting the DJI Phantom 4 Pro Plus uh, because mm-hmm. I was figuring, well, if we're going to Dubai uh, and I saw that they were just starting to make it legal for people to fly over there with their drones – I was like, well, I'll get my drone now. I'll get the 4 Pro Plus, which is going to use for a business drone. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'll get my certification and I'll get I'll register it with the FAA and I'll get all my stuff going so that when I get down there, it's a lot easier because you have to actually get um, 
register with the, I think it's DCC, I believe, uh, in Dubai. And um, you have to actually get a certification, a flight certification there in order to fly, even as a tourist. Oh, wow. And, and, um, but then the more research I did, I found out that because of the high privacy laws over there, that you can't fly anything with a camera if you're not from Dubai. Um, so it was just <laughs> oh. kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did get my certification. I actually passed my Part 107 unmanned aircraft exam. Uh, and I got to, I've been learning how to fly and I actually went and flew, uh, cause we're, we're in, in Connecticut. So, uh, apparently the Capitol building in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, there's absolutely no restrictions with drones at all. Oh. And, and I, I found this out because I went and filmed with my friend for the, uh, the women's March. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they had about 10,000 people at the Capitol in Hartford and I, I went and I filmed that with my drone and was doing it very safely and keeping away from the crowds, but just getting these great shots of the overhead of the, of the crowd. And uh, one, of, one of the police officers came up to me, and he was actually really cool. And he was like, hey, I have a drone, but because I'm on duty, they wouldn't let me bring it here. But can you take some overhead shots for me so we can get like an approximate count, uh, crowd count? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to get the, some really amazing shots of that. And then uh, the other, just the other day, I actually went and I filmed the Capitol at dawn. And I was just by myself, and the guard came out, and he was super happy and excited. And he's like, hey, did you get any cool shots? And I'm like, not yet, you know, but if you give me your business card. And he's like, are you going to put this on Facebook? And I was like, yeah, if you give me your business card, I'll, I'll send you a link when it's finally edited and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really super cool. Like I was you know, doing this slow you know, shot of the thing going up and over the top of the Capitol building and then seeing Hartford in the distance and, and seeing the, the sun coming up and – it was really amazing. And so I'm really learning this craft and I'll be doing this now for, you know, I'll be in full swing of my, my drone business by the time summer comes. So, mm-hmm. uh, for us to, you know, since this Oman and Dubai thing is now being pushed to September and they want us to go for six months. Um, oh. it, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be a complete dead stop of my business mm-hmm. for six mm-hmm. months because I can't even fly out there. I'd have to go buy a little $40 drone in, in Dubai and just fly something without a camera for, for for six months just to keep my skills up and do a lot of just research on YouTube or whatever, do a lot of studying while I'm down there to keep myself fresh. Mm-hmm. But I would lose a lot of those core skills, and I would also lose any potential clients mm-hmm. uh, while oh, yeah. we're down there. So I don't think it – for me personally, it wouldn't be a good reason. There wouldn't be a good, right. any good reason to continue to go to this uh, – do this again. Yeah. So, so it's, it's definitely changed um... – a lot of our goals for this year is having that push back and say, okay, what, what do we really want to build this year? Cause I, I want to be a little more focused this year. I've, you mm-hmm. know, I've done last year was exciting. Like I did a lot of different things. We started this podcast. We, um, I was the interviewer for the wicked library podcast. I did the horror haikus day every single week. And there was just a lot of really awesome projects that I was working on, but it all wasn't, feeding into the same space it wasn't all feeding the same goal oh yeah so this year's a little bit more a little bit more focus although um i have added two kind of large projects that i want to get done this year which is two illustrated books <laughs> Ooh. um in a conversation we had with kylie gotez or sorry kylie gets uh last episode uh mm-hmm. two episodes ago um mm-hmm. Her and I have just been like BFFs on Twitter since we connected a couple years ago. <laughs> and um, we're going to put a book together now. So she's writing the poetry and I'm putting together 
uh, the artwork for it. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Shit, that's so, cool. Um, so my goal is to get all... I think we're going to... I'm not sure how many we're going to do. Probably 36 is the number that's in my head, but like a good solid um, chunk of illustrations and poetry to put into a book. Um, I want to get mm-hmm. them all done this year. That way they look as consistent as possible because as as you might know, it's a little mm-hmm. hard to stick to one style when you're doing a large project. <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> I was I was thinking about that while making the the next page of the thorn. I was like, shit, I think he looks way different in this than he does in the fucking first page that he's shown. And it's only like a week. It's only like a couple like a month apart, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun when. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing uh, artist to artist that I think will help is do all of your sketches first, then do all of your line art then do all of your color. It'll stay a lot more consistent as you go through the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though that's, it feel it's harder in a lot of ways, but Mm -hmm. I think that's how I'm going to approach this book is in order to keep the style consistent. Cause otherwise it's mine is going to change. I'm going to be like, I don't want to draw it on this specific paper. I want to do it digitally this time. And then off it goes and it's just going to look random. Or or, or, yeah. or do like a spec sheet where you actually have uh, all the characters designed on that spec mm-hmm. sheet, kind of like the way they do that for Legend of Zelda, that they create all the final designs and then they put them all on one sheet of all the final designs of all the characters on one sheet so they can use them as reference. Yeah, I need to, I need to start doing that because I... <laughs> I started this comic much like I started Sable, where I was just like, I'm just going to start it. You know what, though? You could make it work. (laughs) Like, even if every single page, the style changes, it kind of works with the stories that you tell, because your stories shift and, and, uh, grow and expand in very unexpected ways along the way. Not in a bad way, Lane, but in an interesting way. Maybe that's just how I should sell myself. Like, oh, no, no, no. That's why I only do, like, uh, crazy dreamscape things. Yeah. Because that's the only way my mind can work. <laughs> Done. Niche. Niche. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> niche, I'm, niche. Nah, niche, nah. I'm the new Grant Morrison. You heard it here. I'm taking <laughs> over the throne. Nice. <laughs> well, like the, uh, like the Sandman books, every single uh, individual uh, book, not the individual issues, but each you know bound book that was a complete section of that story, mm-hmm. um, would be by a different artist, mm-hmm. and so you'd have a slightly different style every single time. And because it was based in Dream, mm-hmm. of course things change and morph in Dream. Oh, so yeah. you know you have a different style each book. <laughs> or I mean, hey, Batman Eternal was a very popular uh, comic for a while, and I think each issue was literally drawn by someone else, and wow. that got weird. <laughs> <laughs> and not because I didn't, not because I thought any of the artists were bad. It was just like you went from this hyper realistic style to like this, uh, like you went to Dustin Nguyen, who's very much not a hyper realistic artist. <laughs> And he's fucking great, but it's just, wow, this is weird. I don't know how to handle this. Maybe contracts work differently for comics, and they didn't want to pay somebody at a higher rate 
if they had booked them for an entire series and they're just like, well, if you just do individual book com- uh, uh, contracts, they can give them a lesser rate or something. Well, Batman Eternal was this weird sort of project that DC was doing where they were like, no, we're going to release a we're going to release an issue of this every week for like a year. Wow. So I think a lot like I think a lot of the reason why they got different artists was because like, no, we literally can't ask this guy to or this person to to draw a weekly comic because it wasn't like. Mm -hmm. It's weekly and it's only five pages. It was, no, you're getting a full-sized issue every week. Wow. (laughs) Which, yeah, I have a lot of problems with Batman Eternal, but this isn't my Batman Eternal (laughs) review podcast. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't hate it. Like, I I don't think it's bad. It's just when you when you're telling a story like that over a year there's just there are plot points that just get forgotten for a while and then they come right back up and you're like but i forgot about like i forgot everything that's going on with this because you were dealing with catwoman's story and catwoman's story was a weak point in that (laughs) there you go uh but she's always the weak point because (laughs) men don't know how to Right, Catwoman without it being <laughs> sexy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all she gets. Oh, but she's but she's gonna have tons of sex with Batman, right? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> as long as that happens, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like it's like how most animes don't know how to make a realistic female character, as far as not just the visuals, but also the internal person. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they're always unless you're like you know like Princess Mononoke or something like that. All right, so we should find some sort of a uh, happy way to end this particular episode. Mm, how are we going to do that? I don't know. Any any suggestions, Alexander? We, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but you, you mentioned the restaurant that always looks closed. For a while near uh, where I live, we had a place called Chicken on the Roof, and they had a gigantic, gigantic fucking inflatable chicken just hanging out on the roof i never saw anybody in there and i felt like i think they closed because the cost of keeping that inflatable chicken was like (laughs) pushing them constantly in the red so lane yes (laughs) um as as uh Weird as it was flipping the interview uh, title to you to have you be the interviewer, um, thank you so much for joining us and to just kind of chat for a little bit about this journey we've been on and about where we're going next. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, start Furry Trash Cast soon. <laughs> well, they, somebody already take that. I have to, we have to call it with something different else. Name. Like, oh, that's <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. I, uh, hey, I'm still, I'm still letting you have Red Rover Makeover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and if you, and if you bleep that out, no one will be able to steal it from you. It's the perfect. <laughs> right. We're <laughs> <laughs> <be> great. We're <laughs> great. <laughs> no, but it is, it is sad to to see it coming to an end. Because, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have met you guys if the show didn't exist. It's so true. I mean, this this podcast really has been uh, a jumping off point for a lot of the stuff that we do and a lot of a f- the friendships that we have now. 
So that's a big part of why I'm like, oh, I'm sad that this is ending at the moment, but we'll we'll be making something else. We'll I, yeah. I don't think I can now exist without the excuse of calling up random people I find interesting and asking them lots of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say the real Ninth Story podcast was the friends we made along the way. Aww. Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to end that there because I think that's perfect. <laughs> Aww. Somewhere <laughs> over the podcast... We had friends. Oh, wait, we still do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and then we're your friends. We oh, okay. Lane and that's we when the fun ends. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, someone needs to be the morose one on here. It's okay. And it's always me. It works better if it's you. <laughs> Maybe our, yeah. our new podcast will be Morose Place. Oh my god. I'm no. done. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck it. I know I know who 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 owns this podcast. I'm shutting it down though. <laughs> I'm turning this feed off right now. I'm calling uh, Blogspot and being like, "Do you know what they say?" <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show and for supporting us for this entire past year. Seriously, you are the part we're going to miss. <laughs> we do have one more episode coming up next week with our good friend and prolific author, Trisha Woldridge. And we hope you will join us next week and continue to follow us on social media so you can keep up with our current adventures and beyond. Yond, 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 yond. Show notes for today's episode can be found on podcast.ninthstory.com forward slash s6e23 and be sure to stay tuned after the commercials for a poem by me this has been the ninth story podcast i'm alexander and i'm jeanette stay creative my friends bye everyone bye <laughs> Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Welcome to the post-show poem. Underneath. We all have monsters in our heads. We just cannot allow them to leave. That was a haiku written by me, Jeanette Andromeda, and was published on HorrorMade.com. You can find the link to this poem and the artwork that I created to go with it at HorrorMade.com by searching for the keyword divided once you get there. Or you can just check the show notes for today's episode. That's H-O-R-R-O-R-M-A-D-E.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and have an amazing day. Or night. Or whenever you're listening to this. Or in a... a timeless void in outer space because maybe this is in the future wouldn't that be cool <laughs> bye <laughs> hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.